You're listening to the Keto and Low Carb Success Podcast, Episode 44, Buzzwords Debuzzed, Part 1. Welcome to Keto and Low Carb Success, where I am here to help you on your weight loss and good health journey. I'm your host, Miriam Hatoum, course creator and author of Conquer Cravings with Keto, originally published as Breaking Free from Diet Prison. I am privileged to be part of your journey with this podcast based on my trademarked Granny Keto Transitions program. And please be sure to go to miriamhatoum.com resources to get all the free guides to help you along the way. I am in your shoes, my friends, and I wrote these guides for both of us. The link is in the show notes and transcript. And now on to the episode, Buzzwords Debuzzed Part 1. When I first started keto, there were a few things that confused me, and I still have to look them up once in a while. Coconut butter versus coconut oil versus coconut manna was one of them. Heavy cream versus whipping cream was another. One term I never heard before doing research for this episode is telogen effluvium. I knew the condition, but I did not know the technical name for it. So my point is, it's always good to know the buzzwords, terms, and abbreviations for anything you are learning about, not only to stay up to date with what's important, but also to be able to follow any reading you are doing, whether that is scientific articles or Instagram posts. In this episode, I am mixing terms, acronyms, and expressions. The transcript for this episode has all of them, so it might be a good idea to download it and tuck it with any hard copy information you have been gathering on keto and low carb. As with the episode on Myths Busted, this is in two parts. I am taking these terms alphabetically. Now on to your keto dictionary, Atkins Diet. The Atkins Diet is a low-carb eating plan developed by Dr. Robert C. Atkins. It has four phases for weight loss and maintenance. The first phase drastically cuts carbs, then allows more carbs with each phase. In all four phases, Dieters are encouraged to consume the bulk of their calories in proteins and fats. The primary difference between Atkins and keto is that Atkins does not limit protein intake the way keto does. Because the body can convert many amino acids from protein into glucose, the Atkins diet typically does not produce a state of ketosis in the third and fourth phase due to a combination of higher protein and the higher carbs that it eventually allows you. AS. AS is short for artificial sweetener and commonly used to describe sweeteners that have reduced or zero carb count and are chemically constructed in a laboratory such as saccharin and sucralose. In my book, Conquer Cravings with Keto, and my course, Keto and Low-Carb Success, I go into more detail and give you the full list. ACV stands for Apple Cider Vinegar. 
ACV is often used as a dietary aid as well as a cooking ingredient. BG stands for blood glucose. BF stands for body fat. And BS stands for blood sugar, which is the same as blood glucose. BHB, this is beta-hydroxybutyrate, a ketone produced by the body either through fasting or a high-fat, low-carb diet. BHB has some amazing benefits, especially for the brain. Bioindividuality. In relation to the keto diet, this concept addresses the fact that every body is unique and consequently reacts to foods and diets differently. Each person has individual nutritional requirements that work best for them and their unique anatomy, metabolism, body composition, and cell structure. BMI. This stands for body mass index. BMI is a measurement of your weight with respect to your height, although it's most commonly used as an indicator of your total body fat. An approximation rather than exact number, it is calculated by dividing your weight in kilograms by your height in meters and then squaring it. BMR or RMR. This is your basal metabolic rate, also called your resting metabolic rate. The terms are used interchangeably. These rates are defined as the bare minimum amount of energy your body requires to perform its most basic functions, such as produce cells, breathe, and pump blood. BPC. This is a nickname for bulletproof coffee, also known as keto-proof coffee. BPC is a popular morning beverage among the keto community and intermittent fasters. Made with coffee, butter, and MCT oil mixed in an emulsion blender, it's a good way to help up your fat content and give you a full feeling for the morning. A lot of people drink bulletproof coffee to reach their fat quota for the day. It's very common with keto to either skip breakfast or just drink a BPC instead. People make it different ways, but the original recipe called for MCT oil and grass-fed butter, with no sugar or no keto sweeteners added. People will also make BPT, which is bulletproof tea. I want to mention here a little of the history of this particular keto beverage. In 2011, Bulletproof founder Dave Asprey introduced Bulletproof Coffee, a blend of coffee, MCT oil, and grass-fed butter. It embraced quality fats for sustained energy and challenged nutrition norms. You can find more about this at Bulletproof.com. And I also want to mention here, if you love the idea of Bulletproof Coffee, but you have a dairy sensitivity, you can make it with unsweetened cocoa butter, which is not dairy butter. Okay, carb creep. This describes the process of slowly adding more carbs to your diet until it's too much. The problem is that too much varies by person, 
So you have to monitor your weight, hunger, energy, and mood to figure out when you've reached your personal carb limit. If you measure for ketones, you can also figure out your personal carb limit to stay in ketosis. Carb threshold. The maximum amount of daily carbs a specific person can eat and still remain in ketosis. Kiko, C-I-C-O, calories in, calories out. The calories in, calories out theory is widely debated. CICO tells us that obesity is caused by the consumption of too many calories. It does not take into account, however, the type of calorie, fat versus carbs, or the source. Now, the thing that confused me the most, coconut butter, coconut oil, and coconut manna. Whereas coconut oil is made from the oil extracted from the coconut, coconut butter is made from the actual flesh of the coconut meat and ground up into a paste. Coconut oil has a much milder coconut flavor. Coconut manna is the same as coconut butter, but it is a product name. And I just want to say, I think part of the source of my confusion is that coconut oil solidifies unless it is warmed or unless your room temperature is very warm. So in the summer, my jar of coconut oil looks like oil. But once we hit the winter months or once I have the air conditioning on, it will solidify. So I would look at it and say, but I thought this was oil. Maybe oil and butter are the same thing. So anyway, that was the source of my confusion. But these are, I was going to say three separate things, actually two separate things, because the coconut manna is coconut butter. Now on to collagen. Collagen is a structural protein that is very abundant in our bodies. It's found in hair, nails, skin, bones, muscles, organs, ligaments, tendons, and blood vessels and it also repairs connective tissue. It is often called glue because it helps hold our tissues together. It can be taken as a supplement or produced from bones in bone broth. Dirty keto. Dirty keto is a version of the ketogenic diet where you eat whatever you want as long as it fits your macros. It's not concerned with the quality of food. Egg fast. During an egg fast, a person will restrict their diet to only eggs and egg products. This confused me. I mean, it doesn't confuse me in what it means, but I just don't know why anyone would do that. And I just want to say if you are hovering at an egg intolerance, you might not know it going into an egg fast. But after eating that many eggs for that long of a time, you'll trigger that intolerance and it would get worse. So anyway, I don't know. To each his own. It was very popular at one time. I don't know whether it still is. Okay, electrolytes. Electrolytes are electrically charged minerals in the body that are essential to body function. 
When starting any new diet, there are changes in the water contents of the body, which also changes the electrolyte composition. It is very important to replenish electrolytes on the keto diet as well. Electrolytes basically keep everything running smoothly when they are balanced, and when they are not, you may feel fatigued, have heart palpitations, get muscle cramps, and more. Since a keto diet is a natural diuretic, it is important to ensure that you are getting enough electrolytes. The most important ones to focus on while keto are sodium, potassium, and magnesium. Electrolytes are critical on the keto diet due to the loss of water when you cut carbs drastically. They regulate the flow of water in and out of cells and spark nerve impulses. In other words, they keep our bodies functioning properly. Electrolyte deficiency can impact your blood pressure, breathing, and other important functions. Replenishing electrolytes is critical to avoiding the side effects, such as fatigue, grogginess, and headaches, typically associated with the keto lifestyle. And I just want to say here, there are so many foods that are absolutely packed with magnesium and potassium. That's another episode. But a lot of people run to supplements, and you don't always have to do that. My course and my book cover this a lot, and I'll make sure that I'm covering it in podcasts as well. Okay, on to the next one. EVOO, I always just say EVO, is a shortcut for extra virgin olive oil. Erythritol, a sugar alcohol that is a popular natural zero calorie sweetener. It has come under fire lately. But if you are interested in the other side, please visit Dr. Peter Atia's latest post about more hype than substance, erythritol and cardiovascular disease. His website is peteratiamd.com. On to exogenous ketones. You'll hear a lot about this. These are ketone bodies that are consumed as a supplement. A lot of people take exogenous ketones to jumpstart their body's production of ketones, helping them get into ketosis more quickly and alleviating any symptoms of keto flu. However, if this is the only way you get into ketosis, you are missing the spirit of keto, which is to eat good quality fats and not to eat anything containing gluten or lectins, such as legumes, and to keep your carbohydrate consumption very low. Fat adapted. The goal of a keto diet is to be fat adapted. That means you are completely transitioned from burning carbs or sugar for energy to burning ketones or fat for energy. It generally takes four or more weeks of consistently being in ketosis to becoming fat adapted. It takes time for your body to become proficient at digesting fats and subsequent ketone production and usage for optimum performance and health. Once fat adapted, some people find that they have a higher carb tolerance, meaning that they can increase their daily intake of net carbs 
and still remain in ketosis. Fat bombs, a popular keto treat, fat bombs are made with ingredients that are rich in good fats. Think nut butter, MCT oil, cream cheese, and dark chocolate. They are commonly used to help you up your fat content for the day or to get a quick hit of energy in one or two delicious bites. Fat bombs can be sweet or savory. Fathead dough. Fathead dough is a popular type of dough on the keto diet. Though there are many fathead dough recipes out there, a typical fathead dough includes almond or coconut flour, mozzarella cheese, and eggs. It got its name from a 2009 documentary by Tom Naughton called Fathead. The documentary focuses on the science and politics behind the nutrition recommendations given by the U.S. government, largely based on the lipid hypothesis, which Fathead claims is in error on all three of its main propositions, claiming, rightly so, that the lipid hypothesis has no basis in scientific fact. Fatty acids. Fatty acids are the building blocks of the fat in our bodies and in the food we eat. Episode 34 is all about these fatty acids and explains monounsaturated fat, polyunsaturated fat, and saturated fat, as well as omega fats. Himalayan pink salt. This is a salt that is unprocessed and retains most of its natural mineral profile. Typical table salt has been processed to the point where many of the beneficial minerals are no longer present. Himalayan pink salt is especially beneficial on the keto diet because of the flushing of electrolytes that often happens when starting the keto diet. Pink salt and many other types of unprocessed salts, which are commonly used in keto, help replenish electrolytes. HWC. This stands for heavy whipping cream. Heavy cream and heavy whipping cream are basically the same. The confusion lies in the fact that they're sold by different brands under two different names. According to the U.S. Food and Drug Administration's labeling standards, heavy cream must contain at least 36% milk fat. GF. This is a popular abbreviation for the term gluten-free. Gluconeogenesis, which you may also have heard of as glucogenesis. Gluconeogenesis is the natural and essential body process of creating glucose from other substrates, such as amino acids from protein and glycerol from fat. And this happens in the absence of dietary or stored glucose. Glucose is an essential fuel for a small number of cells and body functions. So producing glucose, even if you are not taking it in, is a normal daily process. However, if protein intake regularly exceeds fat intake, Gluconeogenesis will be greater and can cause elevations in blood glucose, which may prevent ketosis. Research has found, however, that in many cases this turns out to be need driven and not supply driven. 
So there is no need to fear protein to the level that some keto proponents express. GKI, also known as the glucose ketone index, the GKI is a single number that gives an indication of your overall metabolic health. It's determined through a simple equation that uses your glucose level and ketone level. HIIT, high intensity interval training, is a popular type of contemporary workout that features short bursts of intense exercise intermingled with rest or low intensity exercise. You may hear the term CrossFit in conjunction with this as CrossFit workouts are HIIT. So that's it for part one of Buzzwords Debuzzed. I have to tell you honestly, as I was reading through them, I was in the seas with calories in, calories out. And I said, oh, I didn't even talk about cycling. So for the next episode, I'll add a few out of alphabetical order that I thought of while I was telling you about these. Anyway, now let me remind you, if you've ever got a question you'd like to ask me or share a topic idea that you would like me to cover in a future episode, don't be a stranger. I always look forward from hearing from you. You are welcome to email me directly, miriam at miriamhatoon.com. And don't forget to leave a review wherever you listen to this podcast. Leaving a review makes it easier for other people who are looking to listen about keto and low carb. Now, coming up in the next week episode is part two of Buzzwords Debuzzed. We will move into the eyes and even find out that there is such a phenomenon as a keto baby. And I don't mean newbie. So go share the show with your friends. Let them know that's coming up in the next episode and invite them to tune in with you and learn how to become free from diet prison with my keto and low carb success podcast. Until then... Go live free from diet worry and I'll see you back here next time.